the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. As Gentiles, we are grafted into Israel through Jesus Christ. And he says here, we now get to partake of the root and fatness of the olive tree of Israel. What's the root of the olive tree of Israel? The covenant that God made with Abraham. That's the root of Israel. And now we as Gentiles, we've, we've been grafted in through Jesus Christ and we get to partake in the blessing of the root of that covenant. We get to partake in the blessing of the covenant made with Abraham. What's the fatness? The Old Testament. In the Old Testament, God made a covenant with Abraham. The Jewish people would receive God's favor and protection. In today's message, Pastor Dan talks about how Gentiles, non-Jewish people, are grafted into the Jewish nation of Israel through belief in Jesus. You can be a part of the blessing, too, by your faith in Jesus Christ. When a plant is grafted to another, it grows and thrives on the root system of another plant. You can grow and thrive by receiving the blessing, too. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel, chapter 9, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. So Daniel chapter 9, beginning in verse 20, just to get the context. And while I was speaking, praying, and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. Verse 24, 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy or the holy of holies. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem, Until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks, for a total of 69 weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall, even in troublesome times. And after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the Prince who is to come 
shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood. Until the end of the war, desolations are determined. Then he, verse 27, shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on. Well, we're going to focus primarily on verse 27 tonight of just this amazing prophecy that we have here in the book of Daniel. But this is one of the greatest prophecies in the Bible, if not the greatest prophecy in the Bible because of its precision, because of its preciseness. This prophecy demonstrates to us that the Bible is not a book written by men. It is from God. Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21 says, Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. Daniel was not sharing his own personal thoughts about the future. He wasn't sharing his own understanding of things. He's not speculating or or giving his opinion. Daniel, along with all of the prophets in the Bible, spoke from God. And that's evident to us by the detail of this prophecy. In Isaiah chapter 46, the Lord says, For I alone am God. I am God, and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. Only God can foretell the future like this. Only God can foretell the future before it happens. And God gives us prophecy in his word. Remember, 27% of the Bible is prophecy, a quarter of the Bible He foretells the future before it happens so that we understand that he's sovereign, just as we were singing, our God reigns, so that we understand that he is sovereign over this world, that he's in control of history, that he's in control of events in this world. And that's a comfort, isn't it, to know that God's in control. Verse 24, look at verse 24, it says 70 weeks are determined. God has determined the future. He's determined the future before it happens. Prophecy tells us God is in control of human events. And prophecy shows us where things are going in this world. Ultimately, prophecy helps us understand and make sense of the world that we live in. That's why it's so important for us to study prophecy. To understand prophecy. Now remember the context of this prophecy. Daniel was reading the book of Jeremiah. And from reading the book of Jeremiah, he he realized that the captivity in Babylon would last for 70 years. And Daniel knew the 70 years was nearing completion. And so he began praying for his nation. Verse 20 tells us, as he was praying and confessing his sin and the sins of his people Israel, that the angel Gabriel appeared to him and delivered this prophecy to Daniel that we find in verses 24 to 20, 
7. Again, we looked in depth at verses 24 to 26 last week, but just to give you kind of a a recap of what we discussed last week, uh, verse 24 says, 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city. And I explained last week that the word weeks here means sevens. The New Living Translation says, 70 sets of seven are determined. And the context tells us that it's referring to 70 sets of seven years for a total of 490 years. Again, we talked about this last week. So this prophecy is about a total of 490 years. And again, look at verse 24. It's 490 years that are decreed for your people, Daniel, and for your holy city. So this prophecy is for the Jewish people and for the city of Jerusalem. This prophecy is not for the Gentile church, and I'm assuming probably most of us here are Gentiles. It's about the Jewish people. It's about Israel, and it's about the city of Jerusalem. The Bible makes a distinction between the church and Israel. The church is not Israel. They're not the same. The church has not replaced Israel in Bible prophecy. This prophecy shows us God is not finished with Israel or the Jewish people. God has not cast them aside permanently. In fact, this prophecy in Daniel 9 shows us that God's future plan and God's prophetic program is about Israel. It's about the Jewish people and it's about the city of Jerusalem. You cannot understand end times prophecy without understanding that it centers on Israel and the Jewish people. And I want to, I want you to turn with me over to Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. The Apostle Paul here in Romans. Uh, Really, Romans 9 through 11, he talks about this. But here in particular in chapter 11, Romans 11, verse 1, Paul says, I say then, has God cast away his people, Israel? Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. Paul Paul says, "Has, has God cast away the nation of Israel. And he answers, well, certainly not. And then he says, I'm an Israelite. The fact that Paul, an Israelite, was saved, that he was a believer in Jesus Christ, is proof that God has not rejected Israel. Paul says down, uh, he goes on in verse 2, God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew, Or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah? How he pleads with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I alone am left and they seek my life. But what does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself 7000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Elijah, you know, was kind of having a pity party. And he was praying and saying to God, I'm I'm the only one left. I'm the only one faithful to you. I'm the only believer in all of the land. And God says, actually, I've got 7,000 that haven't bowed the knee 
to Baal. So dry it up, Elijah. (laughs) Verse 5, even so then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace, a remnant among Israel, remnant among the Jews. And if by grace, then it is no longer works. Otherwise, grace is no longer works. He goes on there again in verse 5. Paul says at this present time, there's a remnant of Jews who believe Jesus is the Messiah, showing, demonstrating that God has not cast aside Israel. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Today, believers, Jewish believers in Jesus Christ, are known as Messianic Jews. And Paul says there's a remnant among the Jews who believe in Jesus, demonstrating that God's not finished with the Jewish people. Look at at verse 7. What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect among Israel, the elect have obtained it, and the rest of Israel were blinded. Just as it is written, God has given them a spirit of stupor, eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear to this very day. And David says, let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and bow down their back always. The the elect of Israel who have put their faith in Jesus Christ have obtained salvation. And he says here, the rest of Israel, they were blinded. In other words, they refused to see that Jesus is their Messiah, so God made them unable to see that Jesus is their Messiah. They were blinded so that they cannot see. So they cannot see the truth about Jesus Christ. But this blindness of Israel is temporary. It's not a permanent blindness. Look at verse 11. He goes on. I say then, have they, Israel, stumbled that they should fall? The idea is, have the Jewish people fallen beyond recovery? Have they fallen away from God for forever? And Paul says, certainly not, not at all. But through their fall. Now, Paul uses two different uh, Greek words here that are translated fall. When it says, I say, then have they stumbled that they should fall? That first word fall there, it means to fall beyond recovery or to fall under God's judgment. And he says, certainly not. They haven't fallen beyond recovery. The second word, through their fall, this word, it it means to transgress or to disobey. So Paul says, through their fall or through Israel's disobedience, 
in rejecting Jesus Christ as their Messiah, he says, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Now track with what he's saying here. God has made salvation available to the Gentiles. And the the church is made up of Gentiles primarily with a remnant of Jewish believers. And look what it says again. God made salvation available to the Gentiles because, well, because we're so awesome. Of course, he'd want us on his team, right? That's not what it says, is it? It says he's made salvation available to the Gentiles to provoke the Jews to jealousy. Wait a minute, is that saying that he only picked us just to make the Jews jealous? Yeah, it's kind of saying that. This is really about God and the Jews here. The Jewish people. And he saves Gentiles in part to provoke the Jews to jealousy. Now, God loves you, right? God loved the whole world. So, But part of the reason he saves Gentiles is to provoke the Jews to jealousy. Just read the book of Acts. And look at the mission trips of the Apostle Paul. Paul would go into a city. He'd go straight to the synagogue. And he'd preach the gospel of Jesus Christ in the synagogue. Usually the Jews would reject him. And quite often you'd see in the book of Acts, he'd go to the Gentiles. Or the Gentiles that were in that synagogue would receive Paul. And the Jews in that town would become angry and jealous. And quite often would try to cause harm to Paul or run him out of town. They were provoked to jealousy. Now watch what he says in verse 12. Now if their fall, the Jews, the Israel, is riches for the world, meaning now the gospel has gone out to the world, to Gentiles, and their failure, riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? For I speak to you Gentiles, and as much as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry if by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them, meaning his fellow Israelites. For if their being cast away is the reconciling of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? He's he's talking about Israel accepting Christ in the future. God's not finished with Israel or the Jewish people. He goes on, for if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off, speaking of the Israelites, and you, speaking of the Gentiles, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, And with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree. He says here that Gentiles or non-Jews were grafted in to Israel. Sometimes you hear people use that phrase that we're grafted in. We've been grafted into Israel. And Gentiles are described as a wild olive branch grafted into the cultivated tree of Israel. As Gentiles, we are grafted into Israel through Jesus Christ. And he says here, we now get to partake of the root and fatness of the olive tree of Israel. What's the root of the olive tree of Israel? The covenant that God made with Abraham. That's the root of Israel. And now we as Gentiles, we've, we've been grafted in through Jesus Christ. 
And we get to partake in the blessing of the root of that covenant. We get to partake in the blessing of the covenant made with Abraham. What's the fatness? The Old Testament. That's the fatness. And as Gentile believers in Jesus Christ, we get to enjoy the root and fatness of the olive tree of Israel. We're grafted in to what God has started and established with the Jewish people, with Israel. And we are wild olive branches. He didn't start this with us. He started it with them and we get to partake of it. Now, when Paul wrote this, it was, listen, it was impossible to graft a wild olive branch into a cultivated tree. Now they can do it. But back then, it was impossible to graft a wild olive branch into a cultivated tree. For us as Gentiles, we are saved by grace and the mercy of God. That's it. There's no other explanation for why we get to be in the family. It's just the grace of God. So he goes on here in verse 18. I know we're in Daniel chapter 9. We're going to get back to that. But this is important. Part of the reason this is important is because you, you will hear teaching that says God's finished with Israel. That God has set them aside permanently. And that there's no more plan for Israel, for the Jewish people, or Jerusalem, or the land of Israel. That they're insignificant now. But what we see here is that that's not true. Verse 18. So he says, do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember, you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well said, because of unbelief, they were broken up. Because of their unbelief in Jesus. And you stand by faith in Jesus. Do not be haughty, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches... He may not spare you either. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fell severity, but towards you goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. Verse 23, and they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted back in. For God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, it wasn't possible to do that. How much more will these who are natural branches be grafted into their own olive trees? He's talking about Israel being restored and grafted back in. Then verse 25, here's, he's going to give us like a summary statement now. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part, not to all Jews, has happened to Israel until, there's an end, the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So the blindness of Israel is temporary. Blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. Well, what's the fullness of the Gentiles? Because once the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, then the blindness of Israel will end. What's the fullness of the Gentiles? What that means is God has a set number of Gentiles he will call out of this world and bring into the body of Christ, bring into the church. And once that set number is reached, God will turn his attention back to Israel. He asked me how I know 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Daniel. This Old Testament book of history and prophecy has much more to teach you about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions or would like someone to pray with you, please don't hesitate to connect with us. You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. That number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There will be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. If you're unable to be with us in person right now, we do have the option for you to live stream our services. Just visit calvaryec.com to connect. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor Dan's additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today, but be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.